<sighs> okay. So, hello everyone and welcome and renew um, to my podcast, which is the Grace and Girl podcast. I am Hannah and today we've got quite um, a bit to talk about. I had another idea in the works that I was actually writing um, some notes for, but I think that's going to be something that I'm going to approach another day, especially when I have it kind of written out a little bit more detailed. Um, but for today, I thought, why not approach this topic that I've been thinking about and that like subconsciously arises, but doesn't really come to the forefront of my brain a lot. Um, and so this topic is basically on the topic of like health and addiction, which I think are two topics that people typically struggle with throughout their entire lives because we are in these human bodies that typically uh, take advantage of and abuse things that we enjoy and that are pleasurable. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and go into depth on that. But before I begin, I have to say it is quite a beautiful day. I'm outside walking right now and it just rained like not too long ago. But it's just so beautiful. Like the sky is completely gorgeous and I love the way that it looks. And then, you know me, I'm a sky person. Like, <laughs> for some reason, recently, I have, I mean, it's not recently because it happens all the time. Um, and I've loved the sky since, like, just forever. I love looking at the sky. But <clears throat> within the past year or so, I have increased in my love for the sky um, because it's just so beautiful. It's one of the most breathtaking beauties in the world, genuinely. And it takes away my breath every single day because it's always different and it's always beautiful and it's changing, but it, for some reason, there's still a constant there. Like, even though the, the artistry of the sky is different every day, there's a constant in that, which is the fact that it is beautiful nonetheless every single day. And it's something that I can look forward to, something that I can expect to wake up in the morning or to kind of be outside during the day and to see this beautiful sky. And so looking at the sky has become one of my favorite things. It was one of my favorite things when I was in college. And I would love going up to the top of the garages, parking garages, and staring at the sky. I would love going to the park and laying in the grass and staring at the sky. I even remember doing that when I was in my internship one day. And one of my students was like, oh, Miss Fernander, like, I know you love looking at the sky or something like that. And I just, I really do, because every time I see the sky, it's gorgeous. So that's not the point of this, but it is a point that I made nonetheless. Um, but I thought I'd just describe my conditions as I'm outside walking. Also, the, it's a very breezy day for it to have just rained. It's not very muggy. It's not very humid. It's quite nice and very peaceful. And so in this kind of bubble of space, bubble of time that I have, I pray that we're able to uncover some things and be able to um, dive deep into some things that I think are important um, and that also I, I, I can imagine a lot of people struggle with or find important as well. So today's topic, as I mentioned before, is um, health and addiction. And I think that these are two things that are very um, important to touch on because it's just something that you see all around and all across the board. I think everybody in their life at 
any point in time is addicted to something. There's something that we feed for that drives our dopamine levels and causes us to be motivated or less motivated when we have or do not have that thing, right? And so for some people, their addictions is relationships, right? So like they are addicted to being in relationships and they are not happy unless they are in a relationship. But then it also, when they're not in a relationship, they're unmotivated, they're unhappy, et cetera, et cetera. There's also, you know, addictions to like actual drugs and alcohol and things of that nature. And I think we typically look at those and see those as more addictive substances. But when we really think about it, there are so many substances and so many subjects in life that can be addictive and that are addictive. And so for me personally, I'm not going to hit on what other people are facing because that's not my personal experience. I just wanted to simply touch on it. But for me <coughs> personally, what I've been facing, or at least uh, something that has become more aware for me, is the fact that I, am, well, there's two things that I'm like, kind of addicted to not kind of i would say I, I i need to actually just say i am addicted to these two things and, and one is a struggle that i'm not at the point yet that i want to discuss but there's another that i would discuss and that one is just like i don't even know so the thing about it is it's food though like food for some reason is just so good and like everyone knows this we all know food is a happy place for a lot of people but it's a happy place for me too and I feel like for me it's like this like constant balance constant like balance being struggle between like enjoying food and being like oh this is great I love this and then like overdoing it to the point that I am like indulging and greedily eating it you know like and I think I do have to cut myself some slack just a little bit I'm gonna get out my crazy scissors cut a little piece of slack off because another aspect of this is hormones and is being on your period right and so I literally just found out today I'm on my period so like that's another factor of me like eating a lot and indulging in a lot of food. Um, but I feel like there's also underneath this a layer of unhealthy eating behavior. And I think this layer of unhealthy eating behavior stems from me over the years developing an unhealthy relationship with food, which is that when I'm sad or feeling some type of negative emotion in order to make me feel better, in order to uplift me, I eat food or I go to something that's pleasurable. When I was living on campus, one of my main places to go to was Chick-fil-A. And anytime I had a hard day, especially when I was in my internship with Mr. Georgetti, y'all, I would head over to Chick-fil-A so quick, get me a grilled chicken deluxe with fries and a lemonade. Sometimes I even add in a peach smoothie. Listen, when I was feeling it, I would run to food. And I feel like that is a an addictive behavior that is unhealthy, right? Because that leads to so many health complications. And that's one of my fears is that this addictive behavior would ultimately lead me into a health problem uh, that my parents face, which is my dad facing high blood pressure, my mom uh, 
having diabetes. And for me, that's something that's not, I see what they go through. And that's something that's not, it's not something I want to do. You know, I don't want to have to go get medicine and have to maintain my insulin levels and have to worry about my prescription coming in or changing, changing up my meds and watching how, like, I don't, that's stuff that I don't want to have to think about. Right. And so in order to have the privilege and the pleasure of not thinking about, about those things, I have to take care of my body now. And so that's what I'm trying to work on. But like I mentioned, that unhealthy eating behavior is kind of, uh, is kind of altering that attempt or desire to want to do better. And so with that all being said, it leads me to the point of this. An addictive, uh, unhealthy eating behavior where I kind of just eat whatever I want and I get really addicted to food and I'm really like using food to make me happy, to fill me up. That is something that I, I don't want to do anymore, and yet I find myself consistently doing it, right? Especially when I'm on my period, especially when I'm in a really hard season of life. And yes, I work out, and yes, I, like, have relatively maintained a, like, consistent weight. So it's not like I'm overweight. It's not like I'm underweight. It's not like I am, you know, obese or anything. But I would like to be healthier, and I'd like to be healthier in my habits, not necessarily in, like, oh, every day I'm eating this, that, and third, but I would like to be healthier in my habits. And so that's something that has become, like, an increased awareness for me, and it's become an increased um, desire. Because, you know, I mean, like, for me, <laughs> I see it as, like, as twofold, right? So there's a verse in the Bible in Ecclesiastes that basically talks about like you living on this earth you should enjoy like eating and like what was it you should enjoy the work of your hands you should enjoy eating and you should enjoy something else because that's like what God has given you the ability to enjoy while you're here on earth you know what I mean and it's like um like you could get upset about anything everything whatever but those are the things that you should enjoy while you're here because there's not like, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to phrase it, but like, basically, there's not much to enjoy on an earth where Christ and God do not reside, right? This is not paradise. This is not heaven. And so in order for us to actually enjoy, bro, are you going to just go ahead and go, dog? I mean, you're like all up in the way, bro, go. This dude acting like he about to hit people. Um, sorry. <laughs> but like living in a place where um this is not paradise and this is not where like it's not it's not heaven, you know what I mean? Um there's not a whole lot to enjoy, you know. Eventually at some point things are gonna fall apart. Um eventually at some point you're gonna lose people, you're gonna be grieving. There's always horrible things going on daily, every second, every minute, right? But the thing that you can enjoy, that's what you're, you're given the ability to do. Things such as the work of your hands, like what you do for a living. Um, things such as like, you know, food and, and things of that nature. And I don't know fully, I, I should probably actually read it to you and not just 
say it because I feel like I'm sort of taking it out of context or out of the intended context. Um, but I don't feel like looking it up right now. <laughs> but basically, the point is, it's given you have the ability, I have the ability to enjoy the food that I eat. And so I never want to like make my life so rigid that I can't actually enjoy things that God has given me. And I want to be able to enjoy food. I want to be able to eat it, to be like, this is delicious, this is amazing. You know what I mean? And take joy in, in eating. But I also know that a lot of times I feel guilty when I'm eating and I feel guilty. And then that guilt feeds me to eat more because then because I have that negative feeling of guilt, I want to eat more to like, like to counter that feeling of guilt. And then because I'm eating more, I feel even more guilty. So then it leads me to eat more. And that's a behavior that is ongoing and it's cyclical. And so I feel like that type of behavior is not one I necessarily want to engage in, right? And I, I remember working with my counselor on another addictive behavior that I have. And I remember her telling me that it's kind of like there's this neutral line. And when you start feeling bad, right, your body instantly wants something. Like when you start going downhill, your body instantly wants something to bring you back up to that neutral line. And so we'll do anything to try to bring you back up to homeostasis. And so a lot of times our addictive behaviors stem from our body's responses to try to bring us back to homeostasis. And that guilt of like eating stuff and indulging in food that I didn't necessarily want to indulge in or the guilt, the feeling of like, oh, like, you know, I didn't work out today. I feel horrible about not working out or even the guilt of like just insecurity and the feelings of like, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. I wish I looked like this. I wish I looked like that. All of those feelings contribute to me having like that slope of going down. And because I have that slope of going down, um, my body wants to try to push back up to homeostasis. It wants to try to push back up to that neutral level where I'm at peace, where I'm calm. And so then it ends up causing me to want to eat. And then that eating like tries to uplift or tries to lift up uh, my feelings and make me feel back at homeostasis rather than actually doing that. It's like a, I don't know, like I forgot how she explained it, but she basically said in a sense that it doesn't, it brings you back up to that neutral place, but it's not consistent enough. It's not uh, sustainable enough to actually like keep you at homeostasis and so when you engage in it you actually need more and more of it to keep you at peace to keep you at homeostasis to keep you happy and so i feel like that's what's happening is it's becoming one of those things where then i end up needing more and more food or or more and more you know eating excursions, et cetera, et cetera, to fulfill that, to fill that happiness, to fill that void, to fill that up. But then also something she said too, was that when you're super happy or excited, that goes above that neutral line, kind of like a roller coaster going up. And it goes above that neutral line. And so in order to bring you back down, like your body 
even when it's super excited and there's a bunch of adrenaline, still wants to bring it back to homeostasis. Our bodies seek balance. Our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our souls, they seek to be balanced. And when we are balanced, we're at peace. So I see neutral, I see balance, and I see peace as the same thing. When you are neutral, when you are balanced, when you are at peace, those are signs of you fully actually being at peace. For me, at least it is, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, when I feel balanced, when I feel neutral, that's when I actually feel the most at peace. Not when I'm super excited, not when I'm, you know, super sad and depressed. Neither of those extreme emotions actually make me feel at peace. The only thing that makes me feel at peace is balance. And so I noticed that another like thing is like when you have an extreme emotion of happiness, like me and my family, we eat, right? When we're extremely happy, we eat. <laughs> when we're celebrating a graduation or we're celebrating something, we eat. And so I'm just starting to realize that anytime there is extreme emotions at play, anytime there is a moment where we're extremely happy, we're extremely sad, or anytime there's a moment where any type of emotion is at play, eating becomes the habit to try to bring us back down to neutral. And I'm seeing this too as like, there's, cause there's two things, right? So there's eat like emotional eating, right? But then there's also the fact of like, actually having to eat for necessity. And so, there's different things at play because you can't just starve yourself and say, oh, I'm not going to emotionally eat anymore because then sometimes there's a blurred line between emotional eating and actually eating for sustenance. And so I'm starting to get to the point now where I'm seeing this behavior of eating, like emotional eating, and I'm like, I don't like that behavior. I don't like the behavior of eating just because I want to try to regulate my emotions. And so now I'm trying to figure out what's another way to regulate my emotions without eating and relying on food, right? And what's interesting is I even remember reviewing this with my counselor. And that shows you how strong of a counselor she was that now I'm still able to reflect on what we learned and apply it to a new situation. Like, I think that's cool. Um, but I even remember talking with her about this, about emotional regulation and how for me, I have difficulty with distress management. So when it comes to being in distress for me, whether that's like having problems, whether that's like just having emotions that are all out of whack, I typically struggle with managing it um, in a sustainable way. And so I'm trying to work on that and work on practices that will help me in distress management. And so one of the things that I did a lot was I would walk all the time. Oh my goodness. Back in the day when I was um, at the apartment by myself, I would walk like every day. I would walk right when I got home from my internship. And so that's something that I'd like to start back up. And I think um, reminding myself of that today by being out and walking again is a good thing because it just reminds me of another way to manage that stress. Um, also journaling. I did a lot of that. I also did a lot of um, verbal, what is it? Verbal de-escalation, verbal... I don't remember what it's called, but it's something with verbal and it, and it's basically oh verbal processing. And I did a lot of verbal processing. I did a lot of podcasts when I was on my own. I uh, talked a lot, especially to my best friends um, and to God. I talked a lot. Um, and I feel like I've gotten out of that, especially since I've been at home um, of just like verbally processing through my feelings and my emotions about things. Because the thing is, is that 
it is always something that at the subconscious level bothers me but until I bring it to the conscious until I bring it to the forefront of my mind and I actually say hey let's talk about this let's discuss this let's like figure this thing out it's not helpful and I think that's why I found counseling so helpful was because it forced me to like bring stuff to the forefront that I was only keeping at the subconscious level and so when you're only keeping stuff at that level you're not thinking about how can I approach this? You're kind of just going through your day to day, noting that it's there, being made aware of the fact that like, oh, I don't like this, or I don't like that, or oh, I hate that I'm, you know, relying on food, or oh, I hate that I'm, you know, indulging so much in what I'm eating. I hate that I got up today and <laughs> ate three things of banana pudding. But nonetheless, you blow past it because it's just in your subconscious you're not focused on it but once you take that time to actually sit back and say oof I want to work on this that's when you're actually able to do it and so it's just something that I think is I don't know it's something that I think is interesting and I think it's important for me to uh work through <laughs> and so yeah um what else what else elsewhere else hmm. yeah so that is one of the unhealthy um, addictive behaviors that I, I would like to work through and even just noting it today I think awareness is always the first step so even just noting it today noting the fact that like emotional eating is something that's difficult for me and that I'm working toward resolving is good um, and I think even, I feel like, okay, this is something I want to reflect on because I've been watching New Amsterdam and it's a wonderful show. I mean, it's probably one of my favorite shows and I, I don't think I've done a podcast on it yet, but I definitely want to dive more into the characters and the writing and all of that stuff like that. But one of the characters, particularly who I relate to in this sense is Iggy. He's the psychologist of the, like, doctor. So he's, like, the head of the psychology department. And he has a lot of people who come to him with their problems. But on top of that, he also has his own problems. And so a lot of times his own problems go unnoticed or go kind of um, unhelped because he's so busy helping other people. And one of the things that his character struggles with a lot is emotional eating and eating disorders. And I don't think I'm quite at the eating disorder level, but I would say that I relate to him in the sense of emotional eating. But I also relate to him in the sense that he often beats himself up for emotional eating, often beats himself up for um, like not being healthier. He eats, beats himself up for not working out, for not losing weight, for not um, eating as he should, eating on his diet. He even starved himself for three days trying to cleanse or whatever. And so I find myself in that character in the sense that I often too have the struggle of going to extremes when I see that there's a problem and I want to fix it. And I go to the extreme of like wanting to go on a diet or wanting to do this, that, or the third. And a lot of times I think that um, that's not helpful because when you're dealing with emotional regulation, it's not the fact of the actual food. It could be anything that is causing you to get into this cycle 
of dependence. It could be anything. And I think the fact is having to learn how to mend the emotion itself and not just the behaviors. If you're trying to manage the behaviors, you're gonna be caught in a loop because the behaviors can change. One minute, somebody can be addicted to drugs and then the next minute they're sober, they're clean, then they get addicted to alcohol. Then the next minute they're sober, they're clean, then they get addicted to something else. So it's not necessarily the addiction or the behavior, but it's actually the, like, the problem underneath that, which is the emotional regulation. And so that's what I'm trying to see is like, it's not, and it even makes me think about like, when I'm working with my students, it's not even about their outward behaviors that they're showing. It's always something deeper that you have to dig into and understand. And you have to treat that. That's what you have to focus on. And that's what you have to like remedy. And so um, with the fact of emotional regulation, being the main proponent of that like not knowing how to regulate my emotions or knowing how to but not committing to those things that's something i'm starting to see and i'm like hmm. <laughs> we need to that's another thing we need to work on um and it's a sign that you know that the counseling helped because now i'm able to take what i learned and apply it to a new situation which is awesome i think because I don't know, I feel like there's always this, like, thing of, like, people think that, like, when you do a counseling, you have to stay in something, and, like, that's all you, like, you have to go every single time you have a problem. Not necessarily. Like, I feel like a good counselor is somebody who you spend a period of time with them, and your problem isn't necessarily solved right away. Like, even the counselor that I was working with, we didn't solve the problem that I came in telling her about. Like, there's no solution in sight yet. We're still working towards that. But... I mean, I'm not with her anymore, but I'm still working toward it um, using the tools that she helped me find. But the thing about really good counseling is that it gives you the tools so that you can continue learning how to further your, um, further your own regulation and further your own management of yourself, which is completely awesome and completely amazing. So, um, out of all of this, I gather that the root is emotional regulation, not knowing how or not choosing to regulate my emotions um, in sustainable ways. And I think that's the key thing is sustainability. Um, because yes, you can manage your emotions with food. And a lot of people will be like, oh, that's not as bad as, you know, managing your, that's not as bad as smoking, that's not as bad as getting addicted to drugs, but it really is, I mean, when not done, like, in an appropriate manner, like, literally overeating causes so many health problems, and so does drugs, <laughs> and addiction to drugs, but, um, it's not, like, both are problematic, right, so they're not comparable, we can't be like, oh, one is better or worse than the other one, both are problematic and both have their own set of issues. And so the point is not to just be like, oh, da 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 da. The point is to find a sustainable way to regulate your emotions so that you don't have to depend on things that are unsustainable, that are unstable, that could cause you further harm. You don't want to further harm yourself, right? And so I, yeah, I just think that's cool. I've always wanted to learn more about that too. Like, I feel like for me, psychology and how the brain works is very interesting and i love learning about like kind of this 
cyclical patterned brain that God has created and the way that he's just made it so that, I don't even know how to explain it, but the way that he's just made it so that our brains have, I don't know, this sort of dependence. Because when you really think about it, that's the way that we should be with God instead of being with these other things that we're addicted to, right? We should be that way with God of like, we depend on him for our joy. And then because we depend on him for our joy, we realize how wide of a gap we actually have when we don't have him. And then that causes us to depend on him more. And then it just continues in that fashion, right? Like that's how it's supposed to be. But because we're human, we just, we don't do that. <laughs> and so it causes us to have a whole myriad of problems. So, um, I don't know. Solutions? That would be interesting to figure out, one could say. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know. I think for me, I would say um, just continuing some of the practices that I developed when I initially started working toward emotional regulation and like learning healthier ways to do so. And some of those practices included walking every day. Um, those practices included like journaling and verbal processing, which I think verbal processing is definitely something I've gotten to get better in the habit of because as I'm at home, I just push a lot of things under the rug instead of actually talking about them because I don't have the time or the space to talk about them or rather I don't make the time or the space to talk about them. Um, and so I kind of just like shove it underneath the mat and I don't really like, um, recognize my own needs in that sense um so walking work processing journaling and then just spending enjoyable time with god because i'm starting to see that the more rigid i try to be with myself in in studying god's word and in being with god the more i'm not interested in spending time with God, right? Like the more I'm like, oh, I gotta study this, I gotta read this, I gotta do this, the less I'm actually enjoying my time with God. And I don't wanna do that. I wanna be in the presence of God and simply just enjoy the time that I have with Him. You know what I mean? Um, like it makes me think of this. Yesterday, my dad came home, he, he was able to get an early flight. And so he came home and I was in the kitchen doing the dishes, and then I was like, ah, why am I doing the dishes? When he in there in the dining room table eating, I could be sitting in there talking to him. So I went in there, and I sat next to him, and we were just chatting and stuff. Then he gets up to go and get something else, and while he was getting up, I was like, ah, man, okay, maybe I'll go finish the dishes while he's finishing up whatever he's doing. So I get up, and I finish the dishes. Then him and my mama are talking at the table. By the time I finish the dishes and come over there, he's like, all right, guys, I'm going to bed. So I just missed my opportunity to have a good conversation with my dad right when he got home because I was so busy focusing on the to-do list of sorts. And so that made me think about my relationship with God and be like, I don't want to be so focused on trying to do stuff that I don't get to actually talk to him and I don't actually get to enjoy his presence because that's the point is to enjoy his presence even if we're not talking. Even if we're not doing something, it's just simply sitting and enjoying his presence because I haven't been with him for a while. You know, that's the point. 
And so I just was like, man, that hit me in my heart. And I was like, we got to do better. So that's what I like to do um, this week too. But sometimes it can be difficult for me, especially when I don't have a specific routine set up because of my schedule being so different every day. So I'm trying to think of ways around that. And I think, you know, something that I'm going to have to take into consideration is like having to wake up you know, a couple hours before I actually have to leave the house and be at work because I'm the type of person, I do not like seven o'clock shifts. Seven o'clock shifts eat me up inside and I hate them. I don't want to be up at seven o'clock in the morning having to go to work. And I know that that's like, I don't know. I feel like that comes from a sort of privileged background because there's a lot of people who would be happy to get up and go to work and have a job, right? And I am happy to have a job and I appreciate the job that I have. But it's just to say, if y'all can schedule me for 10 o'clock and for 3 o'clock some days, how come y'all can't schedule me every day like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how come I have, it doesn't make sense. If y'all can schedule me from 10 to 4 on Wednesday, how come on Monday y'all can't schedule me from 10 to 4? So I guess there's like a slight, I don't know. But for me, um, I would prefer later shifts, not 7 a.m. shifts. So that's something that... I have to get over because your girl's getting older and I'm going to have to start getting up earlier in the day, but I'm not an early morning person. Um, but I think something I might start putting into play is like working or uh, waking up two hours early so I can have like 30 minutes to work out, you know, 30 minutes to spend some time with God, 30 minutes to get ready, 30 minutes to drive, then I'm out of there. You know what I mean? And so that would mean on my seven o'clock shift days, waking up at five. Ooh. <laughs> Girl, waking up at five does not sound appealing at all. But um, if it's what I got to do, it's what I got to do. And that's that on that. Oh, nothing eating. What the? Yo, some vulture just completely destroyed this animal. And I don't even know what animal it is because I can't even tell based on the bones and stuff. Can't even tell y'all, but um, anyway, needless to say, that's that on that. Um, I feel a lot better having discussed this. I definitely think that I am uncovering a lot of things that are helping me become a better person and more suitable and fit to be a vessel for God and all of that. So yeah. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. If this any of this was helpful, then awesome. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.